This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. On November 8th, 2023, there was a virtual launch event that took place for what was named the 50 in 5 Agenda. The United Nations, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and partners of the Rockefeller Foundation were launching a campaign to accelerate digital ID, digital payments, and data sharing rollouts in 50 countries under the umbrella of digital public infrastructure by 2028. The United Nations Development Program announced plans to roll out digital IDs worldwide by the year 2030, and they will be mandatory for people who wish to participate in society. And all of that is being implemented today as the World Economic Forum has gathered in Davos, Switzerland, with the wealthiest and most powerful people in the world joining to create a society that you will never recognize once it's implemented. I welcome you to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer's Conversation. With ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. And today is no exception. We have a special guest that's joining us that we'll get to in just a few moments. But I want to share a little bit with you about what's happening today in Davos, Switzerland. About 1,500 private jets will have flown a lot of very wealthy and influential people to Davos this week to engage in discussions at the World Economic Forum to discuss such topics as safeguarding our planet. As a result, the forum finds itself on the defensive over the enormous carbon footprint made by the arrival of its elite participants who do not fly commercial. No other event on the globe has the same appeal as Davos, Switzerland. This is a big deal, my friends. The premier airport used by private jet customers flying to Davos is Zurich Airport, 91 miles away by road. So a lot of the visitors are going to join by helicopter. Not only the jets, but the helicopters. And the Swiss Army is deploying 5,000 soldiers to to guard the World Economic Forum elites, the wealthiest of the world, 600 CEOs, 50 heads of state, and who knows who else, along with the pricey hookers that have embedded themselves in Davos hotels. But today on Viewpoint, we're not talking about the hookers. We're talking about the hooks that are being put in you and in me by what our guest today calls the controlligarchs. The billionaire class, their secret deals, the globalist plot to dominate your life and our world. Seamus Bruner joining us with his uh, hardbound book with the pictures of some of the most famous or infamous folks on the planet on the front cover. Seamus, it's good to have you on the program. Hey, Chuck, it's great to be with you. Uh, Keyed in on probably the most important aspect of all of this, uh, these globalist plots to dominate your life with the digital IDs and the 50 in 5 event. That was a critical event. And, uh, yeah, the digital IDs, it's basically game over for us. Well, it really is. And uh, once things are digitized, and uh, for those who are not familiar with it, uh, we've reported on this for several years now, but in 2020, 
Bill Gates filed his patent applications with the U.S. Patent Office uh, to accomplish this very purpose, to unite our supposed health care together with complete economic control from a global government via a, a digital uh, chip enterprise. And uh, here he is announcing it uh, this last November, and now they're scheduled to uh, basically put it into implementation operation and uh, promotion through the uh, Davos World Economic Forum. Are you there, my friend? Oh, yes, sir. I I, uh, I, I thought you were playing a clip there. Uh, so <laughs> the, <laughs> no, that was yours truly. <laughs> yeah, very, very good. Yeah, so uh, Bill Gates. Bill Gates has been focused on digital IDs and linking them to your your health records since pretty much the advent of the cell phone. I mean, way back in 2007, before iPhones and, and other smartphones were ubiquitous, mm-hmm. he was talking about how, how cell phones would be a great place to centralize your medical records and store them so that, you know, this would keep your vaccination status uh, was one of the specific things. He's very, uh, very hopped up on vaccines. But now fast forward 15 years uh, to the the uh, Great Reset when Klaus Schwab, a lot of your listeners, I know they're savvy listeners, they've heard of the Great Reset. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Klaus Schwab announced that, uh, he said a couple of other things that were really, they were missed and lost in the headlines. He said, the Great Reset is an opportunity to sort of build back better in a greener way. And a lot of people have focused on the, the green energy aspect of it. But there were a couple other items that follow Klaus Schwab's Great Reset. According to him, is the digitalization of everything. Right. And so he calls this the fourth industrial revolution and the digitalization of your identity. And most people kind of think about well, you know, it might be convenient to have my driver's license on my cell phone. I won't have to carry my wallet. I already have digital pay, uh, digital cards on my phone. So I, you know, this will be nice. I won't have to carry a wallet. No, this is this is uh, much worse than just the convenience. This is uh, we've already seen in practice how they're going to use digital IDs. Remember during the pandemic how they had the vaccine passports and the in the proof of vaccination records people mm-hmm. in the united states of america it was much worse in europe and and in israel and australia and new zealand but even in the united states of america you couldn't get into a restaurant i went to new york and um wasn't vaccinated they wouldn't let me into a restaurant they wouldn't let you in to sporting events it's mm-hmm. essentially like the chinese communist party has this social credit score with the digital ID, it will be linked to everything you do online. And so if you post the wrong post on Facebook or if you, uh, you know, what they are calling disinformation, which is pretty much synonymous with the truth, the way that the globalist left uses the term disinformation. If you post the truth, you will lose access to certain goods and services. They brag about these capabilities. And it's actually even getting worse with the artificial intelligence revolution and the automation revolution, where uh, that's going to be putting a large number of people out of work. The IMF, the International Monetary Fund, not necessarily the good guys here, but they estimate, a a new report just came out last week, they estimated 60% of jobs will be affected in a negative way by this artificial intelligence automation 
chat GPT revolution. Now, well, that's the reason cool. why uh, we talked about yesterday, devoted the entire program to the uh, advent of this universal uh, payout of about $2,000 a month that's being promoted, uh, whether you, whether you uh, uh, work or not work, every human being on the planet would be uh, supplied with some sort of a payment uh, so that there would be a universal care. Nobody would be in poverty. The problem with that is it is the power to control. That's what it's really all about. We talked about it entirely in our program yesterday. And today, now, we're going to focus on what you're calling the controligarchs. That's a very interesting term. You won't find it in the dictionary, friends, not yet anyway. But we'll be right back after this. Stay tuned. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. As you know, our viewpoint does determine destiny. There are no neutral viewpoints. Every viewpoint that we have, no matter how small or how large, is in some way determining destiny. So it's very important that our viewpoints be informed, not with misinformation or disinformation, but with truth. The problem is, as our guest said, that most of what we would call real truth or information is actually relegated to the category of misinformation because it's designed, well, the new controligarchs are designed to control everything and everything that is said, everything that is done for the purpose of complete global management. Now, to put this in perspective, before we launch into the deep with our special guest, uh, Seamus Bruner here, he has indicated in the introduction to his book that the top 25 largest World Economic Forum members have a combined value of nearly $10 trillion. That's $10 trillion, larger than the gross domestic product of most countries. He said their ambition is to reshape the entire world that they have a cynical, a sinister agenda that is well on its way to becoming reality. And indeed it is, as we have revealed in the opening statements here in the program today. So, uh, our special guest, Seamus Bruner, with his book, Controligarchs, it's a, a, a new hardbound book, friends. Uh, very significant research. And uh, I would... Highly recommend it to you. It's a $32 book, yours for $29 on our website here today, saveus.org. www.saveus.org. You can call us at 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Now, controligarchs, that's the new term that you have coined, uh, Seamus. So uh, 
tell us, what is a controligarch? Yeah, Chuck, it's a, it's a, it's a portmanteau. It's the word control and the word oligarch. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people have heard both of those words before, but for those who don't know, an oligarch is an exorbitantly wealthy person. They usually describe uh, Russian oligarchs, mm-hmm. uh, Russian industrialists as oligarchs, and you kind of it conjures up images of you know some some uh, oil and gas billionaire on his yacht uh, mm-hmm. eating caviar, maybe. And in recent years, <laughs> and in recent years, uh, they've they've used the term to describe the guys out in Silicon Valley. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. the Mark Zuckerbergs and Jeff Bezos is the the big tech oligarchs. And so before I chose it as the title, I mean, I, you know, was thinking these are big tech oligarchs and I just kept coming back to the word control. They want to control everything. I mean, Bill Gates wants to control the types of foods you can eat. So there's a chapter on the the food control and Mm -hmm. of course the information control. We know their attempts to control information and stifle dissent and push propaganda, both through the mainstream media and also online. Um, the pandemic was, uh, you know, a blueprint for controlling every single aspect of your life. I mean, they wanted you to take uh, medicines that had been not yet tested or proven necessarily, yeah. uh, at least in long-term studies. So they want to control what what sort of uh, medicines you can take. They want to control really every aspect of your life. And so one day I just thought, thought well, they're wealthy and they want to control things. These guys are control oligarchs, and the term sort of stuck. Uh, I work with a guy, Peter Schweitzer, uh-huh. at the Government Accountability Institute, and so our motto is to follow the money. You you keyed in there on the top 25 most uh, valuable World Economic Forum members. That would be companies like uh, Meta, Facebook, uh, Google, Amazon, etc. Um, those they're worth 10 trillion dollars, but I didn't even include in that calculation. Uh, BlackRock, which gets its own chapter in the book on financial control. We talk mm-hmm. all about CBDCs and right. things like that. Uh, BlackRock is where is uh, assets under management are at ten trillion dollars. So that brings you up around twenty trillion. Uh, you add in State Street and Vanguard, the other major financial institutions and asset managers. You're up over twenty five trillion dollars in corporate wealth that is backing the World Economic Forum agenda. And so that is actually larger than the GDP of the United States. In a lot of ways, the people who are in Davos right now, as we speak, have more economic power and might than the United States government does. Well, in other words, what I'm hearing you say, uh, Seamus, is that they could actually be prepared to pay off the national debt, which is (laughs) (laughs) they, they have sufficient resources alone to pay off our national debt, which is beyond all imagination. Oh, they absolutely could in a, in a moment. But the problem is our national debt was created in a lot of ways by dumping money into the control of pockets. And I have all kinds of examples in the book. Bill Gates, for example, he's been the world's richest man for like 20 of the last 30 years. He gets so much corporate welfare, you wouldn't believe it. A hundred million dollars for his Terra Power nuclear power company. The way it works is he goes and tells the government that climate change is going to kill us all. And then the government decides to spend our hard-earned taxpayer money fixing climate change and trying to save the planet, uh, which is, of course, ludicrous. But they spend that money by putting it into Bill Gates' companies. And so there's a, a number of companies that Bill Gates set up or is a key investor in one of them, Sapphire Energy, I mentioned Terra Power, much like the Solyndra debacle, 
some of these companies have gone belly up. Well, of course, Bill Gates only gets richer uh, in the process. So, no, these guys aren't going to pay off our national debt. If anything, <laughs> they're going to make it worse. Well, that's why that's how they gain more and more control. Uh, you know, it is said that the power to tax is the power to uh, destroy. And uh, so, in reality, if these people have this kind of economic power, they also have the power to not only control but to destroy. And uh, you have linked uh, Bill Gates and uh, Microsoft and so on with uh, Rockefeller. And interestingly, uh, even as we open the program today concerning this new uh, Gates Foundation UN announcement of 50 and 5 campaign to roll out digital public infrastructure, that itself is directly related to the Rockefeller Foundation. So tell us a little bit how this connection works, because uh, this is almost beyond the ability of most of us uh, in the normal run of American life to comprehend. Yeah, that's, that's right, Chuck. So I didn't intend for this book to be a history book in any way. I wanted to keep it fresh and, and breaking news. Um, but the more I dug into the current schemes that they have, like this 50 and 5 and the digital public infrastructure, mm-hmm. the more I kept coming back to the same cast of characters, the same same group of names. And so the Rockefellers and the Rockefeller Foundation is one of those characters who has been working on a lot of these control schemes for a, a century almost. I mean, you know, I've got a quote here at the top of Chapter 1. I'll read it. It says, some even believe we are part of a secret cabal working against the best interests of the United States, characterizing my family and me as, quote, internationalists, end quote, and of conspiring with others around the world to build a more integrated global political and economic structure, one world, if you will. If that's the charge, I stand guilty and I am proud of it. And that is David Rockefeller in his memoirs from 2002. So think about what he says there. He says, some think that we're part of a cabal working against the best interests of the United States. If that's the charge, I stand guilty and I am proud of it. It's his own words. You can look it up. It's in his memoir. And what does that mean? And so it really brings me to the overarching goal of all of the control oligarchs here. Their number one goal is to transfer power and control away from uh, individuals and like you and me and countries like the United States and take that power and take that control and transfer it to international institutions, global institutions, uh, organizations that they control, like the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization and the U.N., for example. And so they want to take power from the United States. Once you understand that, that they actually truly are working against the interests of individual countries like the United States, and they want to build a one-world government, if you will, uh, then everything starts to make sense. All the chaos in our lives, whether take the uh, open border or take the national debt. I mean, the national debt, it's now a trillion dollars a year that we are spending just on the interest of the national debt. That's greater than our defense budget. All of these uh, terrible things that are happening to our country that are destroying our country, They truly are by design. Why? Because weakening the United States is a goal for the globalists, the people who are in Davos right now. All right. I want to take this a little bit further, and I've said this over and over again for the past uh, two to three years here on this program, that the number one reason 
why Donald Trump is being assaulted at every turn, both legally and uh, in so many other ways, illegally. It's It's a full court press to destroy the man because of one reason. He said, we're going to make America great again. And they said, not on my dime, not on my time, you're going to do it. Because we've already decided we're at the inflection point to be able to create this one world government that has been on our hearts for 75 years. And we're going to do it. And you're not going to stand in the way. You will be destroyed. That's my viewpoint. What's yours? You're exact. No, you're exactly right, Chuck. And actually, uh, the World Economic Forum visionary, his name is Yuval Noah Harari. He's mm-hmm. an advisor to Klaus Schwab. He's a very creepy guy. I'm sure anybody who's seen any of his videos knows what I'm talking about here. He's a he's anti-theist. He says that Jesus is a figment of our imaginations. He says that God is dead. He's a he's a person that people like Barack Obama. Uh, and Mark Zuckerberg and other characters in this book idolize. I mean, they really love this guy, Yuval Noah Harari. Right. He just proved you right the other day, Chuck. He said that Donald Trump's reelection in 2024 would be a, quote, death blow, end quote, to globalism. And so they view Donald Trump as the greatest threat to their one world government, to their total control over every man, woman, and child on the planet. And that is why you have never seen the weaponization like you have against Trump, against anyone else. And in fact, throughout, we've never had a president or even a politician like Donald Trump who represents such a threat to the globalists. And and it's not to exalt him as a person, uh, as being so holy or so righteous. That's not our purpose. Uh, it's that they are so antagonistic to the very existence, the continued existence of the United States of America, because it stands uh, as the only remaining country in the world that still foundationally professes to be uh, based upon the authority of the Bible and Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, and that is radically contrary to anything related to this new world order, isn't it? Oh, I completely agree with you. Of course, Donald Trump Donald Trump is not a per- perfect man. Far, far from it. Uh, no one is perfect here. But when Donald Trump says, they're not after me, they're after you, he's exactly right. It's not just yeah. Donald Trump that these guys have total contempt uh, and hatred for it's people like you and me and the listeners of this show. You heard it on MSNBC last night. I don't make a habit of watching MSNBC, but uh, Joy Reid and Rachel Maddow were on last night talking about the Iowa caucuses, and they were just the, the contempt and the disgust as they talked about the good, hardworking men and women in Iowa and their white Christian voting uh, habits. Mm-hmm. They, they think that the white Christians or non-white, anybody in America who values the Constitution, uh, who values freedom and the ability to come and go as we please, they want to truly put us into these smart cities, uh, you know, with 100-square-foot studio apartments so they can keep tabs on us. They talk about it at the World Economic Forum, right. how these 15-minute cities with smart grids and surveillance cameras on every corner, uh, digital IDs to track all your movement, digital currencies to to be able to cut you off from the financial system if you turn out to be a threat to the system. Uh, you know, this is this is scary stuff, and, and we're not far away from it. You know, you no. always thought about 
the dystopian future where you know robots were controlling things was no that's far, that's forever away i'll know it when it gets here it's here it's happening right now i just no. read an article today uh from nature one of the prestigious science and medical journals that says that doctors uh are are going to go by the wayside i mean not all of them but enough of them they say that google ai has better bedside manner and makes better diagnoses than human doctors. Well, that's why they're saying that. Uh, that's why they're saying that the loss of these jobs uh, needs to be replaced by a, a definite sum to be given to every human being on the planet, uh, so that there be no poverty and absolute control. That's where it's heading, and that's where these control oligarchs are designing things so that you'll be, you'll own nothing and be happy about it. We'll be right back. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, saveus.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, saveus.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at saveus.org. Again, I welcome you back to Viewpoint, friends. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. It's conversation, as always, with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. And as we lay out these things today, it should be uh, obvious to many of us, to most of us, that not only is our way of life being challenged to the max, but your very faith in Jesus Christ is being challenged and its existence. Please do not take this as an overstatement. That's exactly where this is heading. Exactly where this is heading. And that's why there has to be absolute control. So, when the United Nations and the Gates Foundation launched its 50 and 5 campaign back on in November of 2023, it was designed by a coalition of unelected globalists to accelerate technocratic control over digital ID and massive data sharing that has to do with every single aspect of your life and mine. Your medical, your economic, so that there will be no more money. And if you've ever read... The book of Revelation, chapter 13 and 14, you'll know that this is just a modern expression of the infamous mark of the beast. That's exactly what it is, exactly what it is for absolute and total control. Because once things have been converted to digital, you are nothing more than a number, a digit. That's all you are. 
You are not a human being anymore. You are just a digit to be controlled for the benefit of the globalist oligarchs. Please, take what's being said seriously. And this campaign is being launched in 50 countries initially. 50 countries. It's moving rapidly. It was co-developed by the Rockefeller Foundation and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and several philanthropies. It's a roadmap showcasing activities that advance digital public goods along with other organizations and several governments. And even as we speak, in Davos, Switzerland, those that are gathered there, the 600 CEOs plus 50 heads of 50 governments are there to make sure that this happens. Now, in 2009, Our guest opens in chapter one of his book called The Good Club. That Bill Gates arrived at one of the very last private single-family residential mansions on the crowded island of Manhattan in New York City. He was joined that May afternoon by a dozen other billionaire philanthropists, David Rockefeller, George Soros, Ted Turner, Michael Bloomberg, Warren Buffett, and Oprah Winfrey as well as the heads of Cisco, Blackstone Group, and Tiger Management, to name a few. And they were there to save the world, or at least to set the agenda for the future of global health. People would not normally think, uh, Seamus, that uh, Oprah Winfrey would be included in that group, but as a New Age specialist, uh, she has basically denied the Christian faith that she once grew up with and has uh, embraced the New Age expression of everything that we're now talking about, hasn't she? Uh, that's absolutely right. Every one of these guys is, uh, is you know, waging war on Christianity. They are uh, not just uh, anti-Christian, they're anti-human. Uh, they're, they really do not like all of these peasants breathing their air. And so this is an issue. It goes back 200 years to a guy named Th- Thomas Malthus, mm-hmm. and in Malthusianism, where they believe that the planet is running out of resources. And it was really popular in the 1950s and 60s. Some people may remember there was a, an analogy, you know, whether you're on a lifeboat or uh, in a spaceship and you've got finite resources and you've got the granny and you've got, you know, yourself and and a pregnant woman, which person do you throw off of the lifeboat? And this thought exercise was created by Control Guard State to get people prepared for the idea that uh, the planet has finite resources. That is true, um, except for one resource that they always forget to include there, and that would be human ingenuity and the ability to adapt. But nonetheless, they say the planet is running out of resources, and we need less people. I mean, some of these guys, uh, Ted Turner, for example, who was there with Oprah Winfrey at the Good Club meeting in 2009, Ted Turner thinks that the planet can really only sustain 2 billion people maximum, really ideally 1 billion. And there's uh, Dr. Jane Goodall, who at the World Economic Forum, she's the gorilla lady, she, uh, she says that we should have closer to 500 million people Mm-hmm. At eight billion now, they never tell us how they want to get down uh, down towards one billion or two billion. 
I certainly don't allege any sort of genocidal conspiracies, but many people have thoughts on those kinds well, of things. Well, about 17 million now uh, are confirmed to have died as a result of the vaccine that wasn't a vaccine that was promulgated. That doesn't include those that died of COVID. So 17 right. million bit the dust there. They're promoting uh, Planned Parenthood. They're uh, promoting abortion to the max. And uh, all of these folks are part of that uh, agenda to reduce the planet's population, Bill Gates said, by two-thirds. So that's where they're heading. And uh, one wonders, well, why do they think they're so special? Why shouldn't they be the first ones to be edited out? Yeah, you notice a lot of these people, they've got three, four, five. Ted Turner's got five kids. George Soros has got five kids. All these people talking about you should have less kids. Um, And by the way, they really ought to take a victory lap. I mean, it's tragic. But you look at the birth rates in our country. Mm -hmm. We are at historic lows. It's never been lower. I mean, you go back to the founding of our country, people would have four or five. I'm one of six kids, actually. Um, God bless my parents for uh, (laughs) doing that. I don't think a lot of people could do it today just financially. And by the way, that is by design. I I unearthed a Rockefeller Foundation document back in the, it was from the 70s. It's called the the Jaffe Memo, where they put together a list of ways to reduce the the birth rates in this country. There's a number of really eye-opening things on that. One of them is just two words, chronic depression. When people are depressed, they don't have kids. Another item on that list, promote homosexuality and so the lgbtq plus plus whatever movement uh that is actually been named by the rockefeller foundation back when they were uh you know not thinking that people could unearth their memos i mean these are really ancient documents but you got to go back that's why i say it wasn't intended to be a history book but when you look at some of this stuff with the uh benefit of hindsight you see that a lot of these agendas i mean the transgender and guess what kids who are uh, castrating themselves, for back, lack of a better term, because they've been totally brainwashed in our schools. Guess what? They don't have kids. So that is a major win for the crowd of uh, elites who don't want the peasants having kids anymore. Um, you know, they want to reduce the population. Abortion. I mean, I found uh, yeah. George Soros, Ted Turner, all these other guys, they have been plowing so much money, billions and billions of dollars into uh, contraceptives and every form of birth control imaginable, and yes, abortion. I mean, right now, the Supreme Court is weighing whether or not there's this drug. It's called mifepristone, and it's uh, the most common. You, you may not have heard of it, but it's the most common method of terminating a pregnancy. It's a, it's a chemical. It's a drug that women take, and this is what the, the left-wing groups are mailing into you know, states that pass restrictive abortion laws. They're mailing it to 12-year-olds with no doctor guidance. And so the Supreme Court, Texas, uh, God bless Texas, because Texas is the one who sued the FDA over the Clinton-era approval of this drug. Well, guess what I found? Uh, George uh, George Soros, uh, Warren Buffett, and a few other control guards actually set up a secret shell company in the Cayman Islands in the 90s that holds the rights to this drug, the the patent rights. Uh, it was actually developed by the Rockefeller Foundation. It's the most common method of abortion. So bottom line here, there are billionaires making even more money off of the pain of abortion. I mean, nobody denies that abortions are an unfortunate thing. I mean, you know, even the people on the left would, would have mm. to agree that it's not a happy situation. Right. Um, 
and you've got these billionaires like George Soros profiting from that pain. And so it's really, really sick stuff. Um, I got a quote from George Soros here. I put it at the top of his chapter. Quote, I fancied myself as some kind of God. If truth be known, I carried some rather potent messianic fantasies with me from childhood, which I felt I had to control. It's a sort of disease when you consider yourself some kind of God, the creator of everything. But I feel comfortable about it now since I began to live it out. So these are the type of people we're dealing with. They've got God complexes on steroids. They hate Christians. And uh, that's that's why there's a constant assault. I mean, they've got so much money, and uh, we're really fighting an uphill battle here. It's yeah. time to wake everyone up. Well, it is. It's time to wake everybody up. But here's the reality. If I read my Bible correctly, these things were pr- uh, promised that they were going to take place, including the persecution that goes with it. And uh, I do not think Americans are even close to prepared for undergoing any kind of suffering whatsoever because we live in such an entitlement state. So there are, <laughs> it's it's not only what we're experiencing and what we're going to experience that is so uh, incredible when you face it, and you've done a massive amount of research here, but it's the consequences of it that are almost inevitable. Control Agarch's Friends, it's a hardbound book. Uh Exposing the Billionaire Class, Their Secret Deals, and the Globalist Plot to Dominate Your Life. It's a $32 book. Here's for $29 on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. You can call us at 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. Or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Again, writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. The uh, book by our guest today, Seamus Bruner, is, covers such a vast array of information. Uh, there's just no way that we can begin uh, to look at it all today. So what we're doing is distilling those things which, at least from my perspective, are the most important aspects that we should know about. Then you can get into the uh, the details as you get a hold of the book, and it will blow your mind. We'll be right back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Larry Fink, the CEO and founder of BlackRock made this statement in November of 2017. Behaviors are going to have to change. 
You have to force behaviors to change. And at BlackRock, we are forcing behaviors to change. How are they doing that? With money. With money, my friends. That's how it's about. And that's what our special guest today, Seamus Bruner, is trying to tell us with his book, Controligarchs. Controlling through oligarchs, that is, those who are supremely wealthy and see themselves in a virtual godhood role to completely control the world. They believe that the creator of the universe is not the creator of the universe, that we all just happened upon the land by evolution, by natural selection, and therefore they, because they have been endowed with such vast resources, should set themselves about the task of becoming gods for your benefit. Forget about the Bible. It's irrelevant to them. Even Oprah Winfrey doesn't believe those things. She actually conducted for five years a discipleship course to lead people away from trusting God and to adopt a whole new age viewpoint. And you know what they believe? That if you don't buy into their viewpoint and embrace that Jesus Christ is the only way, the only truth, the only life, you must be removed from the planet. Did you hear me? That's what they believe. So when Oprah Winfrey joins with a group of oligarchs that are looking to control health and the rest of the world, what kind of viewpoint do you think she has embraced? And yet so many Christian women have put their cast their care and their trust upon her supposed wisdom. We're living in a very dangerous world, friends. A very dangerous world. And it's becoming more and more dangerous by the day, including this very week when today the oligarchs of the world are gathering in Davos, Switzerland to define your destiny and mine. Am I overstating this, do you think, uh, Seamus? Not at all, Chuck. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we are we are living in dark times, very dark times. And uh, BlackRock, yeah, I mean, they, they, they want to force your behaviors to change. You know, that's a, that's a quote from mm-hmm. Larry Fink. And you're right. absolutely right that they are using money to do it. And I would encourage anybody who missed your show from yesterday, they need to go back and listen because – this universal basic income, mm-hmm. uh, it's not a coincidence that ChatGPT, uh, which is owned by a company called OpenAI, this is the largest AI company, the most public forward-facing AI company, backed mm-hmm. by Bill Gates and Microsoft. It's not a coincidence that ChatGPT is sponsoring the greatest and largest study of universal basic income because when they replace all of these jobs, uh, people are going to need uh, some assistance. And so they know this, and so they know that they have got you uh, hooked 
with with money. You're going to need money. You see it all the time on on social media videos, and they're popping up with uh, increasing and alarming at an increasing and alarming uh, rate here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's usually someone sitting in their car. Maybe they're crying or they're very uh, melancholy, and they're talking about how they just can't make ends meet. You can't mm-hmm. afford the insurance. You can't afford your rent, and you know you go look for a new place, and there's no nothing within your price range. The groceries. Uh, it's now a hundred bucks to get six items that would have cost you fifty <laughs> bucks a year ago. It's 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 dire times, and they know this, and they know that with uh, everybody's going to be begging for a universal basic income, a check. They you know uh-huh. welfare for all is what this. Well, is. it fits and the whole not- entitlement mentality, doesn't it? It does. It does. But you I mean, you can imagine that, uh, you know, what else are people going to do? I'm not you know, I'm not endorsing the entitlement mentality, but Mm -hmm. the entitlement people are going to be begging for them when they can't find a job. And it's going to happen slowly and then it's going to happen all at once. And so it's not a coincidence that the largest AI company is funding studies into universal basic income. And so you may be thinking to yourself, well, I'm just going to not comply. I'm going to refuse the digital ID. I'm not going to get it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I refuse. I'll refuse. Uh, the central bank digital currency. Well, people like Larry Fink and BlackRock ha- are saying, and Sam Altman, who is the head of OpenAI, the maker of ChatGPT, they've all said that, well, in order to get your UBI check, you're going to need a central bank digital currency. You're going to need a digital ID. Uh, OpenAI has actually got its own digital ID competitor. Now, they're also working with Microsoft and Bill Gates on the 50 and 5 digital public infrastructure initiative. But all of these things are connected. It may seem like different uh, different moving parts, but it's all mm-hmm. connected, and it's all pushing us to a world where uh, the World Economic Forum visionary, Yuval Noah Harari, if you haven't seen the videos, just, just go on uh, Rumble or YouTube and look up videos of Yuval Noah Harari. He says that we're heading to a place where a whole sw- large swaths of the population are useless. Mm-hmm. Because then what are we going to do with all of these useless people? Yeah. Um, and, and the solution, according to him and other people, like let's say Mark Zuckerberg, seems to be a, a concoction of universal basic income, drugs, and video games, and things like, uh, you know, the, the metaverse. I mean, <clears throat> you might see the, uh, you'll start to see the commercials for Apple's Vision Pro VR headsets start popping up. Uh, that's about to be released. And so they really do want a world where everybody is living in the pod, addicted to uh, video games. We've got Meta, you know, Facebook is being sued in 40-plus states across the U.S. for its intentionally addictive business model. Uh, men, women, and children, uh, old and young, are addicted to either Facebook or Instagram because intentionally they design the color scheme, they design the uh, – you know, the sound of the chime and the notification and the you get a little dopamine hit. That's, you know, it's actually at a scientific level. Social media is addicting you because you get addicted to the it's, it's like an endorphin dopamine uh, and the feel good, happy chemicals that it provides. And so they are seriously this. This is how sick they are. They are trying to get people addicted. They want people useless because a docile, addicted population, whether it's to. Uh, drugs like dopamine in your brain or real drugs like opioids, uh, a docile population is easier to control. And so the book connects all of these dots. It's not conspiracy theory. It's got a, over no. a thousand endnotes. A third of the book is basically endnotes. So if you want the receipts, as they say, it's all there in the back of the book. Yeah. Um, and 
we're, we're, I would say, five years away. I mean, the, the globalists, the World Economic Forum folks, they say Agenda 2030. That's when they're planning on seizing control of everything from our energy sector to our health to our food. To our, they've already got a good stranglehold on our information. Um, that 2030 is the year they tell us that they're going to have full control. Yeah. I would say just to be on the safe side, we should say 2025. So that's just around the corner. All right. Well, I'm looking right now at a release today. Headline, Bill Gates, digital IDAs will be mandatory to participate in society. It's showing Bill Gates, be, you know, they're in front of the World Economic Forum screen, and uh, the United Nations, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and partners of the Rockefeller Foundation launching a campaign to accelerate digital ID, digital payments, and data-sharing rollouts in 50 countries under the umbrella of digital public infrastructure by 2028. So that's somewhere close to what you're talking about. Then it says the United Nations Development Program has announced plans to roll out digital IDs worldwide by the year 2030, and they will be mandatory for all mandatory for all people who wish to participate in society. In other words, to put it in biblical terms, you won't be able to buy or sell unless you have their digital ID. That's where it is. And uh, it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty amazing. Uh, here on this program, uh, we're not engaged in cons- conspiratorial talk. I've avoided that like the plague. Uh, we don't talk about anything that isn't real, that isn't truthful, that isn't supportable. And that's the reason why I uh, chose to bring you on, Seamus, Seamus Bruner, the author of the book Controlagarchs, Exposing the Billionaire Class, Their Secret Deals and the Globalist Plot to Dominate Your Life. Now, that all comes off as a very secular kind of outlook. That's true. But here on this program, we're providing it in the context of the spiritual outlook. You cannot separate them, friends. Those of you who have been listening to this program long, we've been on the air now almost 29 years. Confronting the deepest issues of America's art and home from God's eternal perspective. And we're not stopping. We're giving you this information not to terrify you, but so that you will be prepared and adjust your life accordingly in line with Jesus' warnings, with the Apostle Paul's warnings, with the Apostle John's warnings, the book of Daniel, the book of Revelation, the book of Thessalonians, and so on all of which tell us of this moment in time. People get ready. People get ready. Jesus, Yeshua, the Lord of the church, the Savior of the world is coming, and he's not coming back for a bride with spot, wrinkle, or any such thing. This is a serious moment, friends. It's not a time to play games. What say you, Seamus? Amen. That you're exactly right. And uh, the the digital ID, I mean, it absolutely has all the hallmarks of the mark of the beast. And they want to take it a step further, too. Bill Gates, as you mentioned, has a patent to implant this mark of the beast. Yep. Uh, there's actually, I talk about in the book, uh, this it's been uh, nicknamed the 666 mm-hmm. patent because it's a patent number 0606. 
zero six. Now, I don't say that this is the mark of the beast. Right. It could very well not be the mark of the beast, but it is sure uh, coincidental that it just happens to be numbered six six six, and it's about uh, an implantable uh, type of chip that allows you to mine cryptocurrencies, um, turning every man, woman, and child into basically a form of cattle. Uh, that you know, and, and the examples of ways that you can earn money with this this chip that Bill Gates has got the patent for is doing uh, monotonous activities like taking surveys. And you you know you can go make money taking surveys online nowadays, but this actually implants it under your skin the ability to make money uh, watching advertisements. It sounds like a miserable existence. Um, and so even if it's not the market, that well, how about reporting? How stopped. about reporting on people that you find do not have this mark? Oh, well, we know that that's their uh, that's their M.O. Uh, is to report on people. We saw it during the pandemic. And so just mm-hmm. to give people because you mentioned the headline, you'll not be able to participate in society. And trust me, I know that a lot of this stuff sounds out there and sounds like kind of crazy to, to some. I mean, to the people who've been paying attention, you know we're right over the target. But to others, it sounds a little out there, tinfoil hat. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, you have short memories. If you don't remember during the pandemic, you weren't able to participate in society in certain states. Now, maybe you're blessed as I am to be living in a free state like Florida, but up in New York, out in California and mm. Hawaii, a lot of these blue states, yeah. you were not able to participate in society. You couldn't even go to church. They were arresting pastors. That's protected under the First Amendment. They don't care about the Constitution or the Bill of Rights. They're going to do it anyway. And I'll give you a couple more examples. Well, we don't have time for the couple more examples, unfortunately. People are going to have to pick up your book, Seamus. (laughs) All right. Very good, Chuck. And I'm so glad. Thank you so much for uh, joining us here on the program today. And your book is well worth reading. Uh, Control of Garks, friends. Uh, it's a $32 hardbound book just out, and uh, it's yours for $29 on our website, saveus.org. Give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA. Write to us at Save America Ministries, and become a partner with us, friends. Really, we're taking things seriously. Yours truly received nothing for this program and never has. Nothing. This is a labor of love to prepare God's people and those who will listen for these immensely challenging times in which we face. God bless and be a blessing. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.